Today is Wednesday, November 10th. Title for our devotional is The Locus of Authority. First few days of this week, we're looking in more detail at some of the problems that have sprung from our cultural value of individualism. On Friday, we'll explore how we should hold in balance our value of the individual and the community, as well as see a beautiful story in scripture of how uh, we can have this proper perspective. Today, let's look at the problem of authority. When we value individualism too highly, the locus of authority becomes the self. We essentially form our own religion, picking and choosing things that we like from various religions that suit our concept of what is true. We may hold a a secular sexual ethic along with the Christian view of forgiveness, love, and human dignity, coupled with an Eastern view of the soul and a disembodied self. Tim Keller, in an article I've linked you to below, describes the findings of sociologist Christian Smith like this. The thread that ties all this together is the inconceivability of a moral order with an authority more fundamental than one's own experience. Sociologist Christian Smith has written a book called Souls in Transition, which profiles the beliefs of young adults over the age of 20, under the age of 25. He finds that most of them believe it is the choice of their beliefs that make them true, not their truth that leads to our choice of them. He notes how even young adults who go to conservative churches and identify as Christians often refuse to believe Christian prohibitions against premarital sex and other biblical norms that conflict with their feelings and intuitions. Smith relates how he often interviewed people and asked them if their moral convictions, some of which were very strong, were mainly subjective feelings or really true to reality. He found that most had difficulty even understanding what he was asking. He concludes, they simply cannot believe in, or sometimes even conceive of, a given objective truth that is independent of their own subjective self-experience. End quote. He concludes this article with the words of John Stott. Stott asked, <clears throat> Why should people believe that the Bible is God's written, God's word written, inspired by his spirit and authoritative over their lives? This was a very big question for me, writes Stott. He continues, I had decided that I believed in Jesus Christ, but I struggled with the idea that I had to believe everything in the Bible. Stott answered that we do not believe it simply because we want to be dogmatic and certain about our own beliefs, nor because the church had consistently taught this, though it has, nor because we just feel the Bible is true as we read it. No, the overriding reason for accepting the divine inspiration and authority of Scripture is plain loyalty to Jesus. Our understanding of everything is conditioned by what Jesus taught, and that includes his teaching about the Bible. We have no liberty to exclude anything from Jesus' teaching and say, I believe what he taught about this, but not what he taught about that. What possible right do we have to be selective? His closing line there, what possible right do we have to be selective, is such a good one. The very words of Jesus do not allow us that option. In Matthew 11, 28 to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I hope you're getting the emphasis that I'm putting on there. I'm laying it on pretty thick. How how Jesus here is not calling them to even a, a rule or a laws or a system of belief and thinking. He's calling them to himself. And that following him is where we find rest for our souls. Taking his yoke upon ourselves. It's all about Jesus. 
All the I am statements of Jesus are relevant here as well. John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. <clears throat> John 15:5, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 6:35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 8:12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 10, 7 through 10. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 11, 25-26 I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. John 8, 58 Very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. These are not the words of someone who thinks that we should all be free to determine the truth and morality in ourselves. No, we find them in Jesus and in him alone. We have no right to be selective. In being selective, we deny Jesus' very claims about himself and his exclusivity. For additional content, I've linked you to the article that I referenced earlier by Tim Keller. I encourage you to give the whole thing a read. It's quite good. For reflection time today, are you at least committed to finding the truth in Jesus? Is Jesus the locus of authority? That is, is what he says true, true? Or are you the locus of authority? That is, do you feel as if you are free to pick and choose aspects of what Jesus taught, and by extension his followers in the New Testament letters, based on what you think is right? Have you pieced together a theology and an ethic from multiple sources, or is it based entirely in Jesus'?